Center in the Saint. I'm Melissa Bell. And I'm Allison Kane. There's a little bit of extra distance between us today. And it's not because we're sick. I know. So super funny. I walk in and she's eating salmon. She's like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I'm going to have salmon breath. What kind of friend am I? And I was like, well, I'm like going to match you because I had everything bagel this morning. Yeah. <laughs> so we're quite the pair. Actually, everything bagel seasoning on salmon That's sounds amazing. Yes. So I just had toast with cream cheese and a sprinkle of everything bagel on it. Yeah. And then I was thinking, so this is funny because on the way here, before I knew you had salmon, I was like, oh my gosh, I can still taste that. But technically it's her fault because she's the one that introduced me to that. Oh, everything bagel seasoning? Yeah. Remember oh. when we were at Bald Head and oh, you're like, yeah. yeah. So I was just pointing my finger at you like, haha, look, it's just her fault. <laughs> but now I'm like, haha, I have salmon. So <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we're just quite a pair today. I know. Yeah. How are you guys? On this whatever morning that you're listening to this or afternoon. Yeah. I was kind of waiting for them to answer, but that's probably not going to happen. Oh, see? Well, in my head, you know how my head is, right? They answered. Like, I even saw them, like, smiling. (laughs) I was waiting. Um, So we're continuing our modern day parable theme today. So first of all, guys, let me tell you where this started. I called Allison because I was walking one day. And I was thinking about Jesus and the parables, and I started laughing, thinking about how he would talk in today's society, Uh right? I wonder what he would say, like, how he would incorporate TikTok into a parable and stuff like that. Gosh, if Jesus would only come back for so many reasons and good parables. (laughs) I guess that's that's why he has us here. Maybe he's (laughs) going to have open mic night. And he's going to do <laughs> for all use from the 2000 eras. This one's for you tonight. It's like 90s night. Oh, Jesus parallels. Wow. I think he could do one on pastels. He Imagine what he would say from the 20s. What is pastels? Pastel colors, you know, in the 80s where everything was a pastel. Oh, yeah. And then the neon hit. Yeah. And then the neon. And then... Like the twenties, when with prohibition and alcohol, like the fun he could have had with those kind of parables. Anyway, whatever. Today wow, we're, we're really in geeking out. Oh, no, we are. <laughs> Luke eighteen is where we are, and this is the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector. I call this. I would never. I will never. I would never parable. Have you ever said that? Of course, never. It's <laughs> as. My wise friend Amelia says, never say never because, and if you do, you say, I would never today. I would never today. I would in this never do moment. that today. <laughs> um, again, I'm going to read it from the message translation because it's gritty and in your face. In your face. Which you know we like. So Jesus told his next story to some who were complacently pleased with themselves over, <laughs> over their moral performance. Complacently and, pleased. Ooh, I know. Okay. I know. Don't you love these words? Yeah. Best vocabulary. So much better than the King James. Sorry. Not trying to throw shade. Um, I just understand this way more. Yeah. And they looked down their noses at the common people. <laughs> <laughs> Two men went up to the temple to pray. One a Pharisee, the other a tax man. The Pharisee posed and prayed like this. Oh, God, I thank you that I am not like other people. Robbers, <laughs> crooks, adulterers, or heaven forbid, like this tax man. I fast twice a week and tithe on all my income. Meanwhile, the tax man slumped in the shadows, his face in his hands, not daring to look up 
basically just so ashamed, said, God, give mercy. Forgive me, a sinner. And I'm sure we, it's very obvious which one God honored more. He would take the, the humble servant who had done something wrong with a humble heart any day over a prideful person that, you know, seems to do everything quote perfect. But this one to me hones in on pride versus humility. I mean, I don't know what the commentators say because I didn't read the commentary, but (laughs) for me, (laughs) that's what this is. I mean, that might be what they say. Uh, I mean, it makes sense, but you're looking at this pride versus humility. I love C.S. Lewis. There's this great quote. He has, humility is not thinking less of yourself, but thinking of yourself less. So I love it, you know, in the way you read it from this version, it uses the word complacent. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also uses, in it, he's checking boxes. Look at what I've done. Yes. Look at all that I've done. Thankful, right? Mm. Thank you. Not thank you, God, for saving me. Not thank you, God, for your son. None of that. But I guess back then there wouldn't have been a son, right? Not thank you, God, for how you provided, but like, Whew, so thankful that I was able to do that. Wow. Aren't you glad I'm here? Is that like the savior complex? Is that what it's called? Ooh, <laughs> sounds like it. <laughs> sounds like the pride complex. The pride complex. Yeah. Yes. Maybe it was a narcissist. Yeah, oh, yeah, probably. <laughs> so I laugh because I think about the I will never. Mm-hmm. And I remember, I, I think we've talked about this before. My sister had her two boys back to back after I had my first child. Um, And her boys were wild. And so I would be on the phone with her and she has two, they're 14 months apart. Okay. Well, that's close. Yeah. Right. Two boys. She had her hands full. She had her hands full. And the first one is like a year younger than my daughter. And I'm trying to talk to her on the phone and it's so loud. (laughs) What is happening? It's like, like a rodeo. Hang on, he's marching on the table. I was here's the I'm gonna say aghast uh-huh. because that's <gasps> how proper I felt at the time. Like <gasps> my child will never <laughs> Amy. Like I just felt like I needed to swoop in and save her. I've got some really great parenting books for you. I'll, <laughs> I'll mail them to you today. Is that like <laughs> my child will never is like mm-hmm. I mean, and I don't even know if I said those words, but you could probably feel it hundreds of miles away that yeah. I was like, uh, oh, well, my daughter is doing her ABCs in the corner with her, you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> Y'all, you want to get knocked out real quick? Start talking like that. Yes. Oh, I had um, someone say, this, is, this will be her third child uh, coming up through the school system. And she was like, you know. He's applied to um, a couple of different schools outside of his school zone or whatever, district, um, looking for the right vocabulary. And there's this one that she just always put down because she's like, well, that is, and she'll she'll tell you this, like we just had this conversation. She's like, I'm pretty sure that's where he's going to get in and that's where he's going to go. Because I've always talked crap about that school being like, well, that is just the private school of you know this county and that is just so unfair to all the other people that can't get in and blah 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 she's like so I'm pretty sure that's where he'll be now because of all the things I said like she has such a great 
um, a self-awareness. Like she's not afraid to put it out there, you know, and just, and she just does that. She's so humble right. in her parenting um, and just forthright. It's so refreshing yeah. because it's not like she tries to cover it up or say, well, you know, it's different than it used to be. You know, like I say it, that all the time. They let they let more people in now, and and they do this and not that, and it's changed a lot. She just full on takes responsibility for, right. you know, my views have changed, right. and I I'm gonna this is what I deserve, uh, you know. And I just I love that about her because it's so genuine, yeah, and so authentic, and it's just real because we all do stuff like that and have done stuff like that in our lives. But we don't often have the confidence to just admit it. Oh, my gosh. And just be like, yep, well, that's what I get. Right. I mean, think of all the times that, um, you know, my kids have had to learn a lesson because I ran my mouth. Mm. (laughs) My kids have suffered from me learning a lesson. Um, I also think think my husband has probably had to learn some from me. (laughs) Sorry, your collateral damage. I know. I've um, been in a situation before, you know, I think we can always say, well, at least I'm not, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, well, I went and I, you know, spent $250 shopping, but at least I didn't go and splurge, or at least I got it on sale versus going to pay full price. And so mm-hmm. it's almost like we want to minimize our responsibility with by excusing it away. Mm-hmm. And make it legitimate. Right. Minimize it and make it legit, you know? And I think... So today, when I want to focus, we're all really experts on pride. Yeah, I'm good at that. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I think that's our sinful nature that's so innate in us that I don't think we need to talk about that. I think we all know like where we have issues with that. We all, again, are going to struggle with that, just like we are judgment of others, like we talked about last week. So I want to talk about humility and We often talk about humility in the church world and Bible studies and all the things and all these like, I don't want to call it Christianese, but they're more biblical examples of humility. Like, you know, we honor justice and mercy. And when you are humble, you have a servant's heart. Um, I mean, and y'all, I'm not trying to be, it's just, it. I want to get past the cliche today, Ooh, there I guess, you go. is what I'm saying. These things are important, and they are what how we describe traits of humility. Like, you depend on God, and you trust Him for your future, and trust Him and depend on Him over yourself. That's right. humility. Um, you value others over yourself. That's humility. Yes, it is. You ask God in with hopefully with a humble heart, unlike our Pharisee, for forgiveness. Like, we want to be like the tax collector. Yes, all that is humility. Um, but I want to really get into, there's been research done on three main actions Okay. that reveal and show, illustrate, I love throwing out a bunch of synonyms, humility and what it looks like in action. Yeah, because when you're acting on it, then you know it's really there, right? Yeah, you're not just saying it. And, you know, it. I just feel like we can easily throw out these terms like, you're forgiven. God loved Jesus died on the cross for you. Oh, like, we can, <laughs> we can overuse that. And that's so powerful, but we can overuse things and talk about things 
And so we don't really dig down and truly get to the nitty gritty okay. of what it looks like to live that way. Let's so, do it. So there's three things we're going to focus on. Shocker, you know we love our three if you listen to the podcast much. So the first one is when you are acting out humility, you recognize, you're able to recognize, and I would say accept. Okay. Not just recognize, but you have to accept your shortcomings and limitations as a person. Mm. Um, again, like last week we talked about self-awareness. Yeah. I think this relates to that. For sure. I think it is so important for us to accept and not go back into judging or being jealous. This is what I'm good at. This is what I'm not. Mm-hmm. And once we figure that out, sticking to it. Yeah, and that, like it is self-awareness, um, but it's also mm, letting go. Yes. Letting go of maybe a preconceived notion that you had for what life was going to be like or what you might be doing in life or, you know, a couple of weeks ago we talked about what you thought ministry might look like, mm-hmm. what you thought your family might look like. Well, I think too, you know, so often we can get caught up in when the pride sneaks in. We start to do a job or a ministry or a volunteer thing or whatever because we feel like that's the cool thing or that's what looks good or that's what is recognized. Like I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to be an officer on the, and a main volunteer and organizer of the PTA, which is a great calling. We've talked about that before and we're so grateful for people that do that. But if you're not caught, if that's not, if you're limited in that area as I am, then you hide in the library (laughs) and you volunteer (laughs) in the library at middle school and you're okay with that. You know, like that's, that's humble. That's quiet. Nobody really knows you're there. Right. But I, you know, years ago, would I have chosen to do that? I don't, I think I would, I would have been more upfront because that's the cool position for me. I mean, some people, again, some people are gifted and they should be in that position. I was not. But previously, I would have chosen it for the wrong reasons. Right. Now I can recognize my limitations, my strengths, my weaknesses, and just stick to what I should do. Right. And, you know, I think we recently did a podcast in the last couple months about um, figuring out what your strengths and weaknesses. And if you don't know, then your friends probably know. Yes. Um, But, you know, proceed with caution to your friends. (laughs) Just make sure you're asking somebody that has your best interest in mind. Facts. Right? And yes. loves you unconditionally. And has a humble heart as well. Oh, that's always goes good. You know? Yeah. yeah. And, yes, instead of a judgy, prideful one. Uh, but you probably don't have friends like that. <laughs> um, if they're close by, hopefully those aren't your people. And if you do, you've already put some boundaries on them. We've been talking about that for a while. <laughs> yes. You're pros at that now. Yes. And so this one really flows into that number two action that you see in people who are practicing humility. And it's a when you can appreciate other people's strengths, mm. you know, over your own, not being jealous, not judging um, or diminishing, but accepting it, recognizing it, highlighting that over your individual achievements, even, you know, taking it a step further and then giving them credit where credit is due. I have this incredible friend in the neighborhood. She is such a gifted teacher and 
we share teaching responsibilities for this once a month, once a month thing. Uh huh. And I, I mean, I sit in awe and listen to her just tell a story from the Bible, just from her heart with no notes, and she is so amazing. Mm. And. I mean, I, it's like, oh my gosh, that is her superpower. Yeah. I wish that was mine, God. I mean, I catch myself like, oh gosh, that's so good. But it's like, that's hers. You have a different one. Mm -hmm. And I always, you know, try to encourage her, give credit where credit is due, send her a text after her and like, just because it's so true. And I do mean it, you know, and we can't all be good at everything. Right. And we're a team. Thank goodness I don't have to do it every month. Thank goodness I have her, you know. Right? And you know what else I think is funny is I feel the same way about you. Like, I think you're so good at diving into scripture and finding the lessons, and I'm just off the cuff. So then if I allowed this, the enemy to come into this relationship, he would say, well, look at what she brings to the table. What do you bring? But instead, I want to celebrate you. You know, and so for me, that is my way of diffusing that immediately. Yes. Well, I, it comes out of that genuineness of caring for others uh-huh. too, right? And then there's this freedom in, as you begin to sit with the Lord and see, discover, and he exposes the gifts that, and skills that he's given you. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, I just want to stick to those. Right, because that right? feels good. It feels good, and I know that he's going to equip me there. Mm-hmm. So if I have to step out and do these other things, eh, definitely not 100% guaranteed that's going to work out. <laughs> I mean, not, not that everything's 100% guaranteed, but I also love what you do, that you can just be so spontaneous, and I just require some sit-down gathering of thoughts where you're just like, I just throw it on you when you walk in the door, and you're like, okay, I've got something. <laughs> And I'm like, oh my gosh. But then he brings people like us together. Right. Like me and my other friend and me and you. And then you start to see the blessing and the beauty that we aren't created to do it alone. Right. And thank goodness, right? (laughs) And so that humility also, I think, begins to grow once you see that and honor the gifts that Mm. he's given you. You feel more free to honor those gifts than others. Um, which really flows into uh, the third action that okay. expresses humility, and that is showing an openness and being receptive to learning from other people. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, like last week, I think when we talked about giving constructive criticism instead of judgment. This week, we need to take into effect or, you know, take into consideration. Sometimes it is also how you receive, not just giving it, but how you receive the constructive criticism that is just as important as how you give it. Oh, yeah. And you know what? Constructive criticism, even from the most gracious person, can be hard. It's hard. But when you know the person's heart and their intention, that's when it matters. And... This is one of those pause moments. If someone's giving me constructive criticism in that moment, I have to stop and go, okay, does this person know me well? Yes. Do they have my best intention in mind? Yes, I'm going to accept that. Another scenario. Do I know this person well? They don't really know me from Adam. Mm. So does their opinion matter? Not really. Chuck it. 
let it go because guess mm-hmm. which one Satan's going to play loudly in your head mm-hmm. is the one that does not matter, right? And if they don't know you and you don't know their heart, I'm not saying that you should take it as a judgment. That should be clear. Right, right, right. You can, constructive criticism and judgment is usually pretty clear by the way it's uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. communicated. But yeah, you don't, you, you just have to let that go, which is also another really hard thing to do. So it takes practice. This might come in. So here's an example. I've had people say to me, oh my gosh. I mean, like she's been married twice and has kids from two different dads or they have different last names. Guess what? I do too. So in this moment, I can choose to bow up mm-hmm. and like respond and be like, oh yeah, I know exactly what that's like because I'm the same way. Or I can assume that they don't mean harm by that. That is speaking to something else. Maybe they have an insecurity in their marriage and they're afraid that's going to happen in their marriage. I don't even, you know what? I don't even have to respond to that. They'll figure it out one day right. that I have a blended family and my kids have different last names. Right. It's not like that wasn't the time and the place to have that conversation. So being able to give grace when you are receiving some sort of criticism, even if it's like, I don't know, two degrees removed, that's humility. It is. Yeah. It's so true. I, you know, learning from other people, because I think what we were talking about, like we do have gifts and strengths that the Lord has given us. It doesn't mean that's all we're going to, we shouldn't try to do better you know, in other areas. We're st- we still need to grow in other areas and we always need to be growing, changing, learning, that sort of thing. Um, and so listening to other people mm-hmm. is so important. Always the Lord first. Right. But herein lies, let's, let's listen to what we just said. The third one is being able to accept and learn from other people. That does include God. Yeah. Okay. And he can be the most convicting. And there will be times when he gives you something and you're a little angry about it. Right. And you're like, "Mm, I don't think so. (laughs) I mean, if you're like me. And other people, you may respond to people in your life like that, that you do respect. And there's going to be a time when you react and you're like, yeah, I don't think so. She cray cray and I'm not listening to her again. But then pay attention to your response. Yes. And that is where I find, I go back and I have to say, you were right about that. Uh Uh-huh. I thought I was totally blowing you off. And I was mad when you said it. Right. And I knew I better pay attention to why I was mad. Uh. And you were right. And being able in humility to go back to God or go back to those people who have spoken truth in love to you and saying you were you were right. I heard you and thank you for saying that to me because I probably did not respond in the greatest way after you said it. <laughs> well, you know what's really funny is I can think of a few times when you've said some hard things to me and I think I've said, "Huh, I'm going to have to think about that." Yes. <laughs> like that is my way of like I'm going to chew on that. I don't want to respond. I know that my response is not going to be right. So, hmm, I got to think about that. Or, oh, that's a good point. Let me think about that a little more. So maybe that's your out. Yeah, there you go. I know. Because especially when you're close to people, like as close as we are, sometimes I can, we have to be careful because I can throw something out there without thinking about where your heart is at the moment and and just throwing it out there instead of gently placing it before you. But it doesn't, it doesn't ruffle me. I just go, huh, I got to think about that because I know that you love me and I know that it is, I know that you're wise and that you're spending time with God and your intention is 
best for me. And so it doesn't offend me. I'm so glad. <laughs> I wish everyone felt that. Oh, y'all, come <laughs> hang out with me. I can offend you pretty quickly, and it'll make her little things seem like little tiny nuances compared to my offensive mouth. We hope this has helped. This conversation <laughs> has helped. Humility is a really tricky subject, but we wanted to kind of take some of those Intan- what seems intangible and yeah. put them into tangible actions that you can recognize in yourself and other people to to see their sincerity as they approach you as well and those people in your life that you can trust with their humility. And uh, send us your questions oh, yeah. if you have any because this is just kind of, we're all learning, we're all struggling with this. That's why we talk about it. So send us your questions, but most of all, have a great week and thanks for joining us with, on The Center in the Same.